0: Welcome Welcome back. back. Mm -hmm. Mm, Three-day-old water. I like to welcome. Is that really three-day-old water? Can you taste the glory? Wow. I did not mean to make you do that. It's okay. Welcome back, friends. All of you, if you're new to the show, a special welcome to to you newbies. This is Beyond the Basement, the complete...
1: Breakdown podcast. Breakdown,
0: generally anime. This time, Demon Slayer podcast
1: <laughs> episode show.
0: A show episode number two. <laughs>
2: have we regressed? Are we like a toddler and we're like regressing into yeah, we're babyhood? Actually going, because <laughs> actually going backwards.
0: So yeah. So if you actually are new, we have done the entire Attack on Titan series up to this point, anime only, up no to date. spoilers, please. Uh, and we recently finished all the way up to obviously season four. So Taking a break right now. And so we decided to jump in onto Demon Slayer, another popular anime that I actually hadn't seen. I'm watching it week to week with these guys. <coughs> They've already seen it. So we're going to do same thing we've been doing with Attack on Titan. going to do a complete breakdown. We're doing it with Demon Slayer. This is episode two. Uh, trainer. Okay, wait. Say his name for me again.
1: Oh, his name is Urokodaki. But what's his first name? It's uh, Sen...
0: Sun, so, mm,
2: I have to look. You guys it have it written now. I thought. Yeah, I do. I do.
1: I do. I just didn't have it pulled up at this juncture. Okay, just give me a. It fresh is second.
2: Sakonji Urokodaki. Sakonji that,
0: Urokodaki. That is the name of this episode. Sun. Um, and it's and it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be really awesome. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget you can find us on Twitch.tv/slash Beyond the Basement Podcast live on Sunday nights at five West Coast time, and then Friday nights we do game night at like eight West Coast time. Anyway, okay, that said, why don't we do we'll do a quick recap and then we'll kind of just we'll break down the episode and see see what's in there. So this one starts out in one of many similarities to Attack on Titan actually. This one starts out with a bird flying in the air. <laughs> I was just waiting for somebody to be like, Except, the instead Holy. of like
2: you know beautiful seabirds, it's a crow.
0: Yeah, it's a crow.
1: Yeah, which we actually find out more about in the end. So yeah,
0: it actually there was a connection. Actually, that's I, I one of my favorite like writing conventions when they have something at the beginning that speaks to the end and mm-hmm. it kind of like all comes ties, together.
2: It ties it up in a nice little gift.
0: Yes. So we get the first hilarious scene of Tanjiro and he's like, "Give me this basket, I'll pay you for it." And they're like, "No, no, you can take it." And he's like, "No, I'm." Pay for it. Please
2: take my money.
0: So he finds uh, finds Nezuko, and it turns out demons apparently are much like vampires. She really can't see the sunlight. And so he makes this basket, and she's able to shrink herself a little bit, I guess, to fit inside of this little basket so he can carry her around during the day. She's kind of like turning into a Pokemon, actually.
1: Yeah, Nezuko, I I choose you. Go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: She fights (laughs) on his behalf. She has magical. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Look at Lick Attack. Too soon. So they uh they go they continue on on the journey um night falls and he finds they find a temple and they go to go to this temple he's like oh surely somebody's in there but tanjiro smells blood and sure enough there's a demon in there who's just like murdered a bunch of people and they get into this fight with this demon tanjiro realizes the demon is very strong very fast and in the meantime uh nezuko is like starving as we learned last episode she's she's you know needs to feed on humans that's how she gets her energy i guess um, at any rate, she's like starving, is like drooling over these dead bodies, and eventually comes to and it's, or to Chanjero's uh, aid. She kicks a dude's head off. It gets he literally crazy. loses his mind. Long fight scene here, and uh, it, they do end up defeating this guy between the two of them. He, this guy almost sounds like a misnomer because he turns into two. He has a body and a head. This guy's,
1: yeah, these dudes.
0: At any rate. Uh, in the process, Tanjiro's like, I have to finish this guy off, but he can't really do it. And we meet um, Irokodaki, who is the trainer. He's going to be about to be his trainer. He's got this interesting mask on. And um, he almost immediately says to himself, this guy's not going to cut it. He's too, he's too compassionate. He, he just can't make decisions, but so on and so forth. So they wait until daylight, or, or, or rather, Tanjiro waits until daylight. The demon is killed by the daylight. And... And he gets in this conversation with Urakaki, who's like, "Listen, like you're, you know, you're, your resolve is too weak," and kind of gives him. He gives him. He gives him a heck of a time. He gives him a hard time. and He says, "Here's the deal: if your sister takes an innocent life, it's basically it's on you, and you need to kill her and you can kill yourself because <laughs> that's horrible and that's the risk you're taking by traveling around with her." So, Urakaki takes him on a test. He has them run. They run uh, that entire day to the foot of a mountain. He has them then climb this mountain. And then once they get to the top, he's like, "All right, I'll meet you at the base, at the bottom of the mountain. That's all you have to do. That's the whole test. The mountain is filled with traps, um, all kinds of booby traps, which it's rigged to blow, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> that, just like that. And so he uh, he has to figure out a way to get through all these traps. He uses his sense of smell, which is a peculiar superpower to have. But I know what it's like because I think I have that power actually. And then <laughs> we get back, we find uh, Nezuko is asleep. She's been taken care of by." Which is weird, because she's a demon, and he's a demon slayer. Anyway, he's taking care of her, and he says, I'll accept you as my student. So, it sounds like Tanjiro is officially a part of the um, demon slayer core, is what he called it? hmm Club? Not, not you, quite. Not quite.
1: No, he's passed the test to he's, figure out if he can start training.
0: Okay. To be in the core. So, ah. he's now an apprentice. hmm Okay. Yeah. All Correct. Right. Uh, and then the episode ends with, uh, we, we actually get to read the letter that uh, Gyu Tamioki Sent Tamioka. Tamioka. Tamioka sent to um, uh regarding um, Nezuko and Tanjiro, which he sent via the bird. Bum bum bum.
1: Yeah, what a what a gun. Birds Kaka! aren't real. Kaka! They're just government spying devices.
2: They're all drones.
0: Tell me about the frogs.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna tell you about the frogs.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey, right. Okay. So this first scene uh, alright I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this because it's like on my mind right now so before I forget this first scene is really funny and then like two minutes later there's like a, a brutal death and like mm-hmm. it gets gory and, and gross is is that just <laughs> it's like I, emotional I, whiplash yeah so I'm <laughs> saying like, is that just this anime or are there other animes that you feel like do that because I feel like I haven't seen that usually they're either on the goofier side or they're more serious or whatever but, I think like,
2: even the goofy ones have this same
0: kind of like intense violence
2: yeah a lot of the ones i've seen anyway because there's like lighthearted moments and then everyone's about to die
1: yeah they really take you on an emotional roller coaster i feel like it's kind of almost like the british like um a lot of their stuff
2: they drink tea and also
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah also kill people yeah uh no they're like in um in their shows they take you on these kind of like roller coaster-y moments where at one point like, oh, it's a comedy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but all of a sudden the, something gets really serious and they actually touch on like a like a sad tragedy. Like, wait a yeah. second. Because our our Western shows are like, ha ha, everything's too goofy and stupid, and maybe you learn a lesson along the way or whatever. Right. But it's always gonna be comedy. It's never gonna be a drama. It's never gonna be, you know, anything else. But until they run out of comedic ideas and then it
0: does turn into a drama. Friends
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, throwing shade. Um yeah, I was thinking like okay, Shaun of the Dead um.
0: Uh-oh. poor I'll, connection I
1: could try to reload are we frozen? that's good um, okay he's still good over here okay. alright keep going. I think it's good yeah.
2: it's good now we're good sorry
0: yeah
1: yeah he's like Shaun of the Dead like I know and it's a comedy it's goofy huh? and then he gets into some really serious sad moments where you're like oh my gosh his sister and his mom and he's like trying to like or his his girlfriend and his mom and he's trying to like save them and it's really sad and really emotional and it's right back to stupid slapstick humor and we're just not we're not used to that in it the like west we're like yeah. we keep our comedy over here and we keep our drama over here it's right true. we don't let the peanut butter touch you know whatever else but <laughs> like they I don't know and this is kind of how life is it it's crazy it's wacky it's zany it's all over the place it, it can be done. I feel like only in the most recent, like, Avengers movies, they started kind of intermixing some of the deeper themes with some goofy comedy breakup stuff.
0: Yeah. And I it, don't think they did it particularly well, to be honest. And yeah. I feel like they don't let you sit on the serious stuff. So, that's what that's I didn't what I like don't, about Star Wars. Yeah, that's what I don't like about it either, is like, oh, look at this like, serious moment. Like, like, consider deeply what's happening in front of you. By the way, here's a really ch- crappy joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like that.
2: not
0: this. I don't feel like this show is doing that. this This show actually like takes its time to like transition. But I'm just saying, I just have to know because this first scene is actually pretty funny. He's like, "Oh, hey, can I buy that uh, that that old basket off of you?" And the the some of this, what does he get?
2: The villagers like, "Oh no, please, it has holes. You can just have it." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like and more like, people oh, should be like that. oh, of course, good. I'll pay you for it.
1: And he's like, no, 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 you didn't hear me. It's a basket full of holes, so you can have it. He's like, hey, okay, I'll pay you for it. You got he's some strapped,
0: like, free, free to yeah. Stop Listen, being such a kid, stubborn child. You're going <laughs> to take
1: it. And he like slams the money in this dude's hand.
0: Please accept my money, sir.
1: <laughs> it like, hurts the guy's hand. And he's like... Like, it
0: hurts it bad enough. He's throwing the chain, like gripping his hand, like to do like, that slow mo thing. He's like, "Arigato, thank you very much!" Like, and runs off. It's just, yeah. it's a, it's like. I'm sure you could do an entire. He's like so awkward. Anime comedy with
1: basically this humor. Like the most humor.
0: awkward middle schooler ever. <laughs>
1: like he's like, I'm gonna bless you, even if it hurts you. Take this money. <laughs> but you don't
0: understand. I'm trying to be generous.
1: There's a story in the
0: Bible that's There's very a couple similar of them, to this. Like, Abraham
2: like, has a story similar yeah, to that too. Where they're like,
0: they go to buy. Both of them are the same thing. It's actually a plot of land. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, can I, I want to bury somebody here? Can I like buy this land off you and they're like oh what is it between you and
2: you're I? a prince among us you can have whatever you want he's you like please he's so like, then let me pay you no no, no. I pay you yeah. it's, it's fine it's no please insult. allow me to pay you what's 400 shekels between us yeah he's like yeah. okay I'll pay you that then yeah okay, here's all 400
1: right. shekels so like, done okay all right <laughs> I technique. insist sir I don't yeah. know what,
0: I, so what, like what I is, will sell it to you for a dollar I know it's a funny moment maybe it's all it is but is Tanjiro just like they're just trying to say that's the kind of guy he is I think so he like won't he just completely
2: disregards nothing? the other person saying you can just have it no I will not accept your charity you will take my money <laughs>
1: I think he's just like he's so like he doesn't want to he doesn't want to like ever take advantage of anybody he wants to constantly be blessing people like, earn his way mm-hmm. Seeing mm-hmm. As, I'm pretty
2: keep. sure if, it, if the situation was reversed Tanjiro would like give it to them oh yeah of course and he wouldn't take their money
1: yeah of course yeah so, All right. he, All like, he takes a course in underwater basket weaving mm-hmm. he uh <laughs> weaves together this basket he goes back to find um, Nezuko he put her in a little cave away from the sunlight and he looks in the cave and she's not there and he's like I lost my half demon sister like what if I do <laughs> What, what is there a lost and found you go to where it's like pennies a coin uh, oh yeah. there's a drooling half yeah, demon sister. sister yeah that one's mine yeah Can you file well a she's not
2: drooling part? yet guys come on you got you, that doesn't come down later in right. the episode
1: so he looks in there and he realizes not only is the cave not enough for her she dug a hole in,
0: inside the and cave and
1: it's like peeking up and I he feel says bad for her at this point
0: cuz she can't speak either. She's literally like an animal. He yeah. starts to talk to her like a little dog. She's
1: <laughs> like my kid sister's become a mole. Like <laughs> hate when that happens. Darn, dude. It's really unfortunate. But he makes a point about she's how such a
0: cute mole.
1: How sev- severely she's afraid of the sunlight. She really doesn't like it. And yeah. so um she was willing to even dig a hole to hide in rather than just be in the cave because she's so afraid of the sunlight. So that obviously is going to put, going to pay off in this episode and it's going to set kind of our mind on how severe the sunlight is.
0: Now we see it obviously later on too with the, the actual demon guy that they run into, that the sunlight is enough to like just dis- disintegrate him in seconds basically. Yeah. But like, I'm curious is to find like, uh, like how sensitive they are like could it be like a cloudy day and she could come out a little? well he
2: bit, did or? say that Um, when
1: when the clouds are uh, yeah. yeah.
2: he said when it's cloudy she'll be fine she'll be okay in yeah, the yeah. full sun you gotta keep her out
0: of it cause so it's just like direct sunlight Dude, it's
1: kind of like me I, I've been wearing like long sleeves when i was out <laughs> when I'm outside working because yeah, he's
0: actually just, a vampire
1: well and then <laughs> you, I like you don't even flush and then you disintegrate it when you get the sunlight <laughs> I like take off my you know my long sleeve just the last one hour of the day just to get like a little bit of sun so I can slowly work my up instead of having like dive full on the, into the lava that is the sun on my <laughs> poor Irish skin, and so um, Mexico <laughs> half demon half, half human all mole yes.
2: I'm 100%. wondering if maybe I don't know because I it was like over a year ago since I watched it so I've forgotten a lot of the details of the show, other than that it was awesome. Anyway, I'm wondering if the fact that she hasn't eaten a human means that she won't be as sensitive to sunlight as the other demons who have eaten humans. Okay. I'm just wondering because I know like if it is like a vampire thing that can there have been some vampire-esque stories that have had that if they feed on human blood then they're more sensitive to the sun than if they just feed on animal blood.
1: If you you guys ever played Skyrim which if you haven't stop what you're doing right now listen to this podcast while you're playing Skyrim.
0: Yeah it's amazing.
1: But it was was the opposite. (laughs) The if you didn't feed for a long time you would become even more feral even more crazy even more sensitive to the sun mm-hmm. but at, when you fed it like cleansed your like,
0: yeah, like It like would you calm you down mm-hmm. it was
1: like blood was the thing that you were missing to become a human again mm-hmm. the le- l- less blood you have the more crazy powerful and like sensitive <laughs> to the sun you were mm-hmm. but then you go you feed it on a human and you can blend in with everybody else for a couple days yeah so this is like almost the opposite you know it's also, yeah, stories. there have
2: been some shows where the if the vampire feeds on blood, then they get stronger and they have more powers and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah.
1: Which which makes sense. It's almost like the rest of our like proclivities, like when you give in to your temptation or whatever it is, you become more like grotesque. You yeah, it, yeah. You don't, yeah. You you don't become more. better and like, okay, now that I've given in, I'm gonna have more self-control. Like, no, that's not how it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's usually the opposite. Okay, so she's yeah, he brings her the basket. She's terribly afraid of the sunlight, which we understand why. Um, and she's like, he's like, "Oh, hey, can you fit in here?" But like, she it, it's she, <laughs> she she just like out of the hole, so she jams like, her head like, in basket. there basket. Come on, Nissiko, good girl, you know she yeah. starts to treat her like a she's a little animal.
1: She <laughs> just shoves her head and she just lays like, prone. Can, can
0: you come into this basket? Her
1: head in the basket.
2: basket. Her
1: her hands on either side, like she's planking in the basket. Like
2: and he's like, she's protruding quite a bit.
1: <laughs> I just I want to clip just her laying there with her head in the basket
2: face planting inside the basket that's
1: my mood sometimes it's just me (laughs) me Sunday afternoons Uh, yeah totally done beyond the basket
0: so (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: actually that's not bad
0: (laughs) he asked her can you shrink can you shrink and fit in this thing and she can actually do it. I know, and he's like,
2: remember how you became big like an adult? Do you think you could do the opposite?
0: Little, become little, and there's a go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you could do it. Look, basket. <laughs> what I love about this is that he's thinking the way that actual all of the rest of us would be thinking. Like, we think it as we're watching the show... We kind of go okay well if x is possible then is y also possible yes, you know what i mean like yeah. but i feel like in shows most of the time the characters are like x is possible and we as the audience are like well, what about this what about this what about this and they, and they never, never ask. do ask
1: yeah he actually They're like, asks eh. the question
0: he's like oh maybe it's possible to do this and then sure enough it works and she can actually fit in there she doesn't look that much smaller but enough to fit she in there She basically
2: the instead of like going head first she puts her butt in first and then like pulls her knees Shrinks up down which down you know room. makes a little
0: more sense than just Going head first. But and now he has, I want
1: to know how big can she get and how small can she get?
0: Has she tried biting her hand? Yeah. Because I think <laughs> there could be something there.
1: Maybe, you know.
0: Like several meters? Like,
1: yeah. It's possible
0: <laughs> how, how big can we actually get? Okay, so he gets her in there and then they take off and they, he actually, okay, I have to comment on this part too. This is a really like movie nerd. Editor, like i like making film and doing stuff so i always notice when good storytelling when it's done like this so i think one of the most effective um drivers of a story in a visual story like a a, you know movie tv film that kind of thing is is the voiceover but used in the correct way and so for the most part you don't use voiceover in like documentaries it's all voiceover and then in like news pieces sometimes it's a mixture of both but in like narrative, you don't use a voiceover unless it's a little bit cheesy, unless it's you know, a comic book kind of thing, a Peter Parker or somebody like, oh, yeah, I was just a teenager and blah, blah, Like comedies, sometimes we'll kind of use the voiceover so you can kind of get in the head of the character. They don't use that technique much anymore, but but what takes its place, they do right here, and I love this, is you actually hear his conversation, almost like half the conversation of Tanjiro and this lady and her kid or whatever, you hear most of it, but what you're watching is the scene leading up to the conversations, him walking up and waving at them. And it's just kind of like they take a moment and you're listening to the conversation. And then they, when the, when they go to the cut to the close up of them actually talking, it catches back up to real time. And it's like him actually speaking with her.
1: It saves a ton of like setup and dialogue and all this stuff. Because
0: you have just enough context. You know what happened. You didn't need to waste actual footage on that. Yeah. You see a little bit of dialogue and it sells it really well. And this show is actually like we're in episode two and they've done it two or three times. I feel like it's really effective. I actually really like that. They're like, just give you just a snippet so you know what happened. You're like, oh, and this, the context that this scene is providing, all it's saying is people have gone missing lately. It's dangerous. The sun is setting. People mm-hmm. have gone missing. Yeah. We, we know just enough to know hey, demons come out at night. If people have gone missing, you know, in Tanjiro's neighborhood, Probably it's for the same reasons in this one, right? It's just enough to make you like suspicious. So
1: yeah, he makes the basket up for for Nezuko because he wants to be able to travel by day and not have to just wait around because that would suck. Mm -hmm. Um, So he makes this basket and he she gets in the basket. He wraps the bamboo, the hay, um, and then he also puts a cloth around the whole thing to protect Mm -hmm. her. And this is how you have to act when you're sunburned. Okay. Like you just have to <laughs> cover yourself up. Make
2: sure that not a shred of sunlight can penetrate. Serial. There's like yeah. three layers of stuff between her and the sun.
1: So he's, he's climbing this mountain. It's beginning to be nighttime. Mm-hmm. And so he lets her out of the basket. They're walking together. He, they see they come upon a temple and they're like, Oh, a temple. Oh, there's some light coming from, you know, from this. And then she said, and he says, um, what's that? The scent of blood oh no someone Dude, must have fallen snipper. someone must have fallen on this trail it's very dangerous right mm-hmm. like his first thought is the most optimistic thought possible I, like i want to be thinking like this because i'm like the exact opposite i hear like my wife like doesn't call me for an hour and she's supposed to be home I'm like oh no like what happened Your like worst case she's scenario. in the grand canyon right now you know, like,
2: <laughs> someone has kidnapped her. I must save her
1: i'm not like oh no like some somebody must have hurt themselves like tripping Maybe her on the phone them. battery died yeah, like, yeah. it couldn't be so he like busts in and what does he say like he opens the door and he's like are you okay that's the first thing he opens with yeah and if you want to know the kind of guy Tanjiro Kamado, K- Kamado is like mm-hmm. it's a dude who busts in man like are you guys okay that's yeah. the kind of dude
0: yeah I like this I, I like that description of it okay but he busts in <laughs> this poor dude first it was his own family and well now I, I assume he doesn't know these people but he busts in and it's it's the same exact scene Except for Demon 8 finished. He's actually in there still... <laughs> he came
2: upon them in
0: the act. Munching? him in the act. Yeah. So, don't spoil it for me, but I just... This this guy... Okay, I could be wrong. Maybe he's sort of a throwaway because he does end up like getting killed. But I just have this distinct feeling that maybe it's not the last time I see him. All right. Apparently it is. At any rate, <laughs> so... I will not say... He busts in... Neither will I. He busts in and... The guy, the first thing he says, this is, this is my turf. I can't really tell what he's thinking here. He turns around. He's like, this is my turf. If, um, yeah, if you, if you're going to bust in on me like this, I'm going to make you pay. Yeah. So I understand he's eventual vengeful man-eating demon. He's going to say kind of stuff. But that made me think that he just had like his, the demon's assumption was that another These demon. These are other
2: demons. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then, then, then he turns around and is like, oh, uh, well, the, first of all, they identify I'm like, oh, it's a man-eating demon. Uh, the Nezuku starts to do her drool thing.
1: She sees the bodies, and she sees the blood. She sees this guy feasting. She right? like
2: freezes up.
1: Now she I want you shaking. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think of sushi. A hot I, donut. I want you to think of a hot donut. We I want should, you to yeah think be of like
2: Isaiah when he saw the donuts. Yes, because he was like salivating. He was a like-
1: whole spread of. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Teriyaki. I want you to think of some a bento.
2: borg of all kinds of delicious. I want you
1: to think things. of some ribeye rib steak.
2: All you can eat with buffet, butter
1: melting. I want you to think what's, that, what's something else that's so, so delicious. You a dessert
2: buffet with a chocolate. Okay, be descriptive.
0: <sighs> um, a chocolate chip cookie that's soft and has come out of the <sighs> oven. Not where it's going to burn your mouth, <laughs> but it's still pretty much warm. And the kind of chocolate that's in it is that kind that of, sort almost has like a like a buttermilk type of flavor to it. Mm, okay. So it's not just like regular milk chocolate, but it's like even more. And it's got just a teeny bit of gooiness in the center of it. Oh. And it's roughly uh, two thirds the size of your face.
1: <laughs> this is what Nezuko. Yeah. This is what Nezuko is seeing when she sees a full buffet. She sees all these bodies, and they're like torn open, they're bloody. This guy is. You can hear the chittering and the squelching <laughs> as the he's eating he's like and slurping, slurping and licking, and licking his, his fingers. Dude, the
2: licking of the fingers
0: I Finger this licking the show. Good. Oh, Sorry. oh! I was watching the show. I was mentioning this too. I was like, actually, grossed out by that. It's the, mostly the sound effects that do do it for me, but the fact that he's like licking the blood off his pointy demon fingers. I'm like, this. I'm a little grossed out right now. Actually, he's. Yeah, he's it's the creep factor is yeah. definitely high. It
1: basically was um, some stuffed tots some cheese <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if I like this comparison anymore alright
1: all right. so yeah so, he, so she sees this and she's like oh man I haven't eaten in a minute I'm really hungry I've been using all this strength and uh, in the last episode uh, Kimu Gyu, Tomiyaki said uh, if you, when you use up strength when you're healing when you're like, fighting it makes you look really hungry yeah so she's probably starving She hasn't eaten in a couple days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here, she sees a full spread laid out, and she's like drooling actively. She's drooling worse than any of the dogs that I have. It's like
2: dripping onto the ground from from her standing position, and she's like trembling and squeezing her fists.
0: Now let's be real:
2: using all of her self control to fight against her instincts.
0: If it was any of us with that big of a bit in our mouth, we'd be drooling anyway because you just couldn't keep your mouth closed long, you know, enough to like swallow. So it would just be sliding out the side of your corners of your mouth no matter
1: what. So you're probably drooling all the time anyways yeah. because you can't really shut your mouth. So
0: that could be. So let's let's give her the benefit of doubt. You think it's because she was hungry? Yeah. Right. Here it is. Here it is.
1: <laughs> this is why you need to watch
0: the show, by the way, so listeners. Cute. She literally has a bit. The t- the oh. nezuko bit. If you haven't seen this, <laughs> okay, but like yeah like i said gotta give her the benefit of the doubt maybe she's just drooling because of the bit but it looks like it's because she's hungry oh
1: it's for sure she's fixated she gets like in a trance yeah. looking at all this like potential meal her eyes and are you can tell whirling. something's going on in her brain meanwhile the demon turns around and he licks his fingers off and he's about to like fight and confront these people and yeah. he says the scent is off about you guys are you both humans are you both humans so here's the thing so
0: that tells me a couple things he can't actually tell that she's a demon just by looking at her not right now now Mm -hmm. obviously when she goes into like demon mode you know she seems like she can kind of go back and forth but just looking at her he doesn't seem to have the ability to to tell Um, it
2: makes me wonder if she smells different than other demons
1: because she hasn't she does she does he says the scent is off about you guys and remember Tanjiro said Nezuko doesn't smell like Nezuko anymore Mm -hmm. so here we actually have she had a a distinctive human smell Mm -hmm. she no longer has that but she doesn't just smell like a man-eating demon yeah. She's somewhere in between.
0: I mean, that seems like a selling point so far. I can get, get behind that one. Mm-hmm. My other question is, so I guess with her feeding, so they explain like demons need to eat, right? Tommy Oak explains that in the last episode. All right, that's a bit of information to go off of. Um, but she hasn't eaten at all. No, Nobody so far. And so what I'm curious is like what they're going to do with her. As far as like, yeah, are gonna she, she can't starve. Yeah, she can't starve. Like you gotta feed her somehow. So who you get? So she has a bit what? in her mouth, so she can't eat. Yeah, but like, are you, you, gotta you gotta give her, her some demon
2: toast? Like I don't know, I'm gonna go down to the supermarket and get her
0: some. Like <laughs> okay, if it was me, demon Cheerios, I would... demon tofu. <laughs> <laughs> oh god,
1: it's not really human. It's just pretend human.
0: <laughs> I would at least try and give, be like, cook up. Give her one of those Beyond Burgers. Beyond, Burgers. here you go. It tastes <laughs> just like the real thing. Actually, Beyond Burgers aren't bad. They just don't actually. They don't taste like beef to me. They taste like something similar and it's a good flavor. It's just not an actual beef flavor. That's just me.
1: Not anyway, a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor to show. So, fortunately, but if you want to, <laughs> let us know. The demon tackles Tanjiro and as he's like tackling him, his hand goes out, his claws are out, trying to get him. And as Tanjiro's going back, he actually gets like, he gets a good hit in. He, does. he whips out his hatchet and he slashes the demon across the throat, which.
2: If the demon was a human, they would have
0: bled out yeah, for
1: sure. He w- he w- he would have killed him, which is pretty awesome. Also, Tendro's like combat skill
0: like leveled up, I guess,
1: from the last mm-hmm. episode. Of this yeah. episode, like he I'll, already
0: okay. To give him credit, he's pretty good last episode too. with the, yeah.
1: mape, the the hidden like hatchet throw, but but yeah. we haven't seen him go one to one. And and as he gets tackled, he's like, oh man, this guy's incredibly fast. He's incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. He gets to slash on the guy's throat. The demon falls off. The demon's like, ha ah, well, good thing I can heal this instantly.
2: Yeah, he's like, this Scratch won't be anything for me to deal with. And I'm like, Scratch, your friggin' jugular just got sliced <laughs> open, you weirdo. What are you talking about?
1: So he heals it, like, almost immediately, which is like, that sucks. Which means that you're not going to be able to kill demons very easily in this show, right? It's going to be pretty difficult. I mean,
0: I kind of had a hunch. I was like, if they're just super, super strong, they'll just kill you too quickly. But if you can just, like, take them out, then that doesn't make any sense either.
2: Also, I was wondering before this if Nezuko could speak... If she didn't have the thing in her mouth and this demon speaking so clearly, if she didn't have the thing in her mouth, Nesco could speak.
1: Yeah, which you got wonder. Most so likely. why is he? Put, I thought he put the bit in her mouth so she wouldn't bite anybody. But like, it seems pretty obvious she's not gonna bite anybody. If she's
0: tame, yeah. Like when she's in her like not demon mode, don't you think? You I don't know. Maybe that? it's
2: one of those things. It's like a it, it, It's like a pacifier. it like remi-
1: <laughs> reminds her, like hey, do just, not eat yeah. people. Keep out of control. It's like Fish are friends. Device. I
2: mean, humans are friends, not, <laughs> not food. <laughs>
1: So the demon tackles Tanjiro again. He actually pins him down this time because he's way fast and he's super strong. Tanjiro can't break his grip. He's got him by the throat Mm -hmm. and he says, I'm going to break your neck now. You're not going to get a second one off on me. Meanwhile, Nezuko is frozen in this trance-like state. drooling. drooling over the fact and having this conflicted thought in her mind like, I want to go eat. Everything in me is telling me to go eat. Mm -hmm. Why am I holding myself back?
2: She's fighting her
0: own battle
1: Mm -hmm. internally
2: while Tanjiro is fighting with the demon. To not get his neck broken.
0: Yeah. Well, so it's like, but when when Tanjiro sort of cries out, it seems like that's like the thing that because they they close yeah. up on her on her eyes, and she's like normal kind of pink eyes like she's got, but then um she goes into like the cat like you know the people slit, like, very, slit eye thing. She gets
2: the cat slash snake eye thing. Yeah. yeah. The
0: demon the demon eye thing. Like it just kicks in, and then it just happens in an instant. It goes from that to she. Beheads the The demon
1: She
2: literally <laughs> kicks His head off
0: Like directly off It's such a clean Get To patch. a tree Oh
1: dude, yeah. She straight punts <laughs> His head yeah. it's, it's like really satisfying When it happened But also incredibly shocking So you almost couldn't enjoy it You were just like I can't believe that just happened
0: Yeah I didn't think It was gonna go like that And then he's like Nezuko <laughs> He's and like shocked I immediately was like Well that was that was pretty easy I, again i'm just in like attack on titan mode i'm like there's no way he's actually dead right like surely there's more to him but then he like goes limp for a second like he like he's dead and i'm like oh oh well apparently nezuko's just overpowered you know the devs just like freaking put put an extra zero on her like strength number and i she mean just
1: she is par demon right I, I guess i guess so so then he kind of pushes the body off and he's like oh nezuko just killed this guy wait a second He's not a guy. He's a, he's a demon. He's a man, he's a demon. Mm-hmm. And then, as he's he kind of like factoring it in his head, the demon starts like flailing. The head like moves around, and he goes, "Ah, I knew you guys gave up a weird." Yeah, vibe. the head
2: starts talking, and he's like, "What?" He can still speak. Meanwhile, on the background, you see the body twitching and like starting to reach for him.
1: It's super creepy. So then Nezuko like kicks the body across the you know the the, the road or something like that into the trees, and um, the head. Grows arms, just two little so arms, creepy. and like launches itself. But the arms are like beefy, like the dudes. They look so much. They're in just his like arms. the
2: forearms, but they're like shrunken a little bit, just yeah. sticking out of his neck.
1: But he says, "I, I knew you guys gave off a weird vibe, meaning like I I knew there was something different about you. So maybe there's some way he can partially tell they're not just normal humans. Yeah. But for some reason, uh, he couldn't tell 100 percent that she wasn't a demon. Right? She's somewhere in between.
2: Yeah. That comment makes me wonder if there is something special about. Uh, Tanjiro also
1: yeah remember um, that and what Tamioka um, said
2: yeah Tamioka also said I sense something, something unique about them about these two
1: yeah so then he says uh,
0: the audio drop I don't know can you still hear us hopefully not we've been having connection problems this whole time but oh. I haven't been paying
2: attention to the stream oh no
0: some people can still hear check check yo yo just right so you can still hear it
2: audio is fine for Amanda
1: apologies
0: okay. okay sorry buddy it's still working hopefully working enough
2: please lord let
0: us have fiber internet here yeah yes in Jesus name
1: um so this head yeah the head launches itself at Tanjiro he's about to like hack the body to bits it's so
0: creepy
2: it's like a horror movie yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah they do a good job at freaking you out
0: how does he here.
2: launch himself through the air though like with his little Phew! Like, I think so <laughs> how much torque can you get
0: from, typically from with like wrists yeah, oh, well, apparently enough <laughs> well, he's super strong he, that's true Dantier he is co- a demon he makes that note that he's he's very strong and he's very fast so that's part of his like demon like power I feel like typically like the way you make you make a monster scary is you don't show them that much right that's that's the the unknown and the mystery of it with the, the titans and stuff there's a certain amount of that where like you don't you don't know that much about them like yeah I guess you do see them pretty directly a lot of times but they spend a lot of episodes where you don't really see them at all there's this idea that there's like this threat, this like scary thing that's out there. Um, zombie movies, actually one of the best is um, um uh, I'm Legend because the I'm Legend is not actually a zombie movie. It is a monster movie in terms of filmmaking definitions because yeah. you go through almost three quarters of the film without seeing a single one of it them. It was very
2: creepy when I saw it in theaters for that reason. Mm-hmm. I was like... My imagination made the zombies like way creepier than they ended up being in
1: but the that's end. That's another one where in, in the movie there were zombies, but in the book they were actually vampires. Oh, yeah, that's why they're all hiding from the light. Oh, that made yeah,
0: sense. okay, yeah. I heard, was that was and they it, were smart. This is the one you were telling me where the book is almost entirely
1: different than the movie. Yeah, well, actually, that and World War Z are both very different. What so yeah. there were
0: books that were like drastically changed for the sake of the film. Yeah,
1: okay, well, why did they the do film that? Turned out Just good. call it a Z. different like, thing, it, man. It, but. Yeah, they're like, we want to we want to buy people's nostalgia with money, and then we want to be able to just take that and twist it to be able to just, you know,
0: so, so Avatar just call it something picture. else. Like, yeah.
1: really? <laughs> just I agree. do anything. Just be original and create something for your, you know, Yeah, just literally give
0: it a different name. People do this all the time. Freaking, okay. All That's right. what,
2: yeah, okay, let's not get off on a tangent, because we could go off on this tangent.
0: Can I at least tangent for all one right, second? All right,
2: for one second.
0: Okay. There, not that you guys <laughs> have to care about cars, But there's a car that everybody's heard of called the Mustang, right? It's a Ford, you know, little like sports car kind of thing. It's been around for many, many generations at this point, 1964 and a half, whatever's the first year. So everybody knows it. So then more recently Ford came up with an electric sports car. It's like the trend right now in cars. Everybody's coming out with electric cars. So Ford comes out with an electric sports car, which if I could only show you a picture right now, I won't bother to look it up, but just just go Google it. If you haven't seen this before, new Ford Mustang or E-Mustang or whatever they're calling it, I can't remember. So it's so you would think, oh, this is a car that's gonna look like a Mustang, but I have electric car performance, which is, you know, a, a thing. No. This thing, this mother jammer is like twice the size. It's like a wagon. It has- what? It has nothing to why are they do. They calling
2: it a Mustang? Exactly, I'm like. It doesn't look like a Mustang. Why the flipping crap are they calling it a Mustang?
0: Why wouldn't you just give? Like, it's for. Uh, listen, make the car by all means. Make whatever car you want. For you, to make. I don't care. Make whatever movie you want to make. But so help me, just name it something else. If you're gonna change it that much, that's how I feel about like, like the movie to the book thing. I'm like, why yeah. bother anyway? Total. Okay, that was a tangent. All that to say that in this show, in Demon Slayer they don't bother with like that that so far that hasn't been the case this isn't like a monster movie like you get to see the, the the demons like face on but that's actually almost what makes them scarier is the to me in this case it actually works in the opposite direction because i'm like ah you're like it's like the devil's right in your face of this whole thing you watch him looking his fingers they don't like cut the camera away for any of the action and, and you, any you of the see gore.
1: how gross and terrible they really are yeah <laughs> and so I'm
0: like okay
2: you see him like eating their guts and stuff it's so disgusting it's yeah. a different technique but at least yeah
1: so Tanjiro's got this axe and he's about to swing on this body as this head launches at him he has to like, change mid projection and like intercept the head well he goes to like chop the head but the guy grabs the hatchet and bites like the tip of it and he's got this like, like devilish look on his face like aha I got you now as he's doing this, the hair from the bo- from the head yeah. wraps around the hatchet. And I want some
2: prehensile hair. Can you imagine, like all this hair? Like, <laughs> could, has a mind I, of
1: its own, dude. I could actually carry as many things as
2: I try to <laughs> all the time without like, dropping so stuff. Here.
0: <laughs> we just watched the second and third Pirates movies recently with uh, Davy Jones, and he's like his head his is tentacles, such, like, a, yeah, it's tentacle like an beard. Head. And it's it's gross in the movie, but as soon as I saw this, that's what I thought of. I'm like, oh, it's Davy Jones. Uh, that's gross, but cool. of course.
1: <laughs> so he he realizes in the background, Nezuko gets kicked pretty hard by this body. So the body is like almost got its own consciousness, kicking the crap out of Nezuko. They go into the forest. He's got the head. He can't let go. The hatchet's like you know holding on really tight, and he's freaking out. He's like, I got to go save Nezuko. I can't fight this guy. He might kill me anyways. I've got to figure out a plan. What do I do? Use your head.
2: He headbutts his way he like to <laughs>
0: Tanjiro, goes in,
1: use headbutt now.
0: He goes in for it twice. Like he does one and like stuns him and he's like, Oh, dude, kid's got a rock. He hard like head. resolves
2: himself and then oh, bam.
0: And he goes in for the second one. Which okay, again, I don't know. I haven't seen it. You guys probably all know a head, but like he's got that scar on his head. And like, this is what what is they don't tell you Tanjiro's backstory. They don't really tell you like why he is the way that he is.
2: It's only two episodes, in. give them time.
0: Okay, all right, I'll give him a second. But like that, that the headbutt has to have something to do with the scar on his head, right? Yeah, or it's just that he has an extremely hard head. Yeah, it, it, it was, he's that's, actually
2: that's part of like he he has that really a good sense of smell because he's just really hard headed. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. But the funny part is like so he's got his kind of hands on the hatchet, and he headbutts. The, the the guy then the guy flies back and he grabs the guy like by either side and freaking, like <laughs> full-on headbutts him Just again double. and he's like i'm gonna use my head in the situation yeah the guy says oh he's got a head like a rock and as he freaking gets jostled from this uber headbutt tanjiro chucks the hatchet it it flings and it lands in the tree putting pressure on the heads like arms and, and across like the throat yeah. so he can't really move which is really helpful
0: but apparently, breathing, all the other organs that he would normally need to be attached to.
2: I like the part where he's like, "I was trying to tangle my hair around this to get an advantage, but now I'm stuck. Dang it!"
1: <laughs> it's like the villain so explaining cheesy. the plot you know. So yeah. Tanjiro goes into the forest. He goes after um, the the body, which is kicking Nezuko. And this time
2: he doesn't really use his head at all.
1: He mm-hmm. just sprints at him. Just, and just tackles, dives
2: him. headlong into the situation. He just spears
1: him like you know, freaking out of nowhere. No
2: regard for any like, oh, I don't know, trees or rocks or cliffs Clip, that cliffs. might be nearby. He or just get off my sister! Ah!
1: This is where like a shotgun drop kick would have been perfect, you know? <laughs> No, drop, no, no, no. Body. Actually, Yeah, that would have like, worked out a Make lot Make yourself
2: better. into a human spear and fling yourself into oblivion. It's now, fine. Of course, so, this is
0: where they cut it to go to that little like, I'm assuming it's a commercial break point or something like Probably, that. yeah. So they like cut it right there and go to those little, you know, artwork frames in between and then they come back. Yeah. And Nezuko just half She's super strong. I guess this makes sense,
1: but she just catches him full on by the kimono. By
2: like, his collar.
1: Luckily, she's like... Acute enough to be like oh my brother just tackled this thing off the side I'll dive over and grab him so she has a lot of wherewithal too like, so and here, she
2: pulls him up one handed
0: <laughs> that's the other thing I'm noticing is so here she is in combat she's in kind of demon mode she's really like strong. she was before she's, she's really, really strong fast. she's in combat mode but she's she's not uh, turned on on, on mm mm-hmm. mhm She's still like in control enough and She's like,
2: very protective of him too. In like, fact her instinct to protect him seems to keep her in control of her demon instincts.
1: And do you remember when Tamiyoko like, you know, um hit Tanjiro? Yeah. yeah. That's when she broke free and like started fighting him and she never hurt. Like she went Tanjiro. to protect him, not Same eat him. Same thing here. She was focused on the bodies up until she heard her brother cry out, and that's when she went into protection mode.
2: Yeah, that that I think it's interesting that, that her protective instinct towards her brother outweighs all of her other instincts including her demon ones
1: there's almost a yin and yang here too because we could say the same thing about tanjiro yeah how many times so far two episodes and both times he's put his body and his life on the line to protect. he overcomes his own Nezuko. fear and
2: his own natural self-preservation instincts to
1: protect her that this is why i think they're twins there's this protection thing going on here that we really like he-
0: if I if I ever get in this many life-threatening situations in the course of
1: just a few days... <laughs> just take a vacation.
0: Yeah, please check in on me. Please tell me to change careers, like anything. Like I gotta, <laughs> like... It's just so it'd be too much. I too did much so
2: many clumsy things in the course of, like, one hour yesterday that ended with me dumping the entire contents of my cup of water all over the place. And I was like, should I even get in a car at this point and drive anywhere? Am I gonna live?
1: So <laughs>
2: Will
0: I make it
1: home? When we're working outside... We always like, you know, we bring a big water bottle. I got like a 40 ounce water bottle with me, but it's hot outside now. And mm-hmm. before that would get me through the whole day. Now that's not even barely getting me to lunch. Yeah, I get to
0: lunch and you got to refill it at least. So
1: we used to just all go all the time in whatever place we go out to like eat or, you know, we could take our lunch. We go walk over to a store. We'd, hey, can you fill this up with water for me? And people are not wicked. They're like, yeah, of course. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, but we start now, at like a fast food place.
1: Now with COVID, they're like, no, no, no. I can't put water into that vessel. That would contaminate it, even though the science is not continue with that they're like I'm like oh can I put water in this vessel and they're like and some are like yes you can and some are like no you can't even put water in this vessel but here's what I can do I can put water into a separate vessel and I can hand that vessel to you and you could take that vessel and then you could pour that water into your own vessel like, save the earth. I don't care what it is why do
2: we have to make everything please. so complicated right
0: now
1: I'm getting really dehydrated I need to be hydrated please let me get some water and so all the time now, they get. I have to get like three cups of water, cups of water yeah. to go, and so get yeah, like into the work truck or whatever. Driving back, and I'm like trying to pour them in my water bottle, like to preserve them. <laughs> oh and God. I can't tell you how many times I poured water all over myself, all over. I'm like, I swear I didn't pee my pants, you guys. I swear, sure. <laughs> Not well, cool, hey man. It's you're hot outside, so yeah. it
2: probably helps you cool off a little it bit. It wasn't
1: the worst thing, let me tell you. If you have the washer with
0: you,
2: maybe you, you guys just should out just out like
1: <laughs> I don't it. trust it. I've done it, so at any rate. So Tanjiro, um, he gets pulled up. The body is flung off the cliff, and it, co- it goes like a freaking arrow. It
2: like hits neck first, hits the ground on a rock,
1: down. and it's <laughs> like terrible crack. And then the legs like slowly like curl. It up like over. bends
2: over backwards over itself, and it lands like I said, neck first, like on its brainstem, basically. And then the head mm. reacts to it way back. Yeah, in the he tree. he's he like, like passes out.
1: And you're out. like, oh, that killed him. So they can be killed by the like, body died drops. from drops. Well, However,
0: they, it, it tells you too that he was connected to the body still. And, uh, it's a. This one am trying to figure out exactly how powerful demons are. So far, is that okay? So number one, this body is in combat even though it can't see. At first, I was like, okay, well the head is still able to see, and suppose there's a yeah. wireless connection. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> then this makes sense. But then he runs. The body runs out from the woods and is still fighting
1: her uh, without physical. vision, without
2: without any of its olfactory senses or hearing or anything like that. Yeah. So, so how is it like, sensing her? The is there some other instinct. kind of sense that they have?
1: Yeah, in our design, I guess it's, I don't know, it almost seems nerfed because, like, all of our sensory things are, like, right on this. Yeah. yeah. Like, how come you don't have a nose in your chest, you know, or, like, help. ears on either I one I know your, your heart
2: has some ability to, like, to pick up things. on electromagnetic wavelengths That's and true. stuff like that. I'm probably overthinking this,
1: but... Anyway, it, maybe he he was just, like, feeling, yeah. feeling, feeling the can, chi. He can
2: feel her demon waves. So he was following. We're not
1: sure. They don't quite explain it. So, so far, all we have to go on is we've seen two demons, Uh Nezuko Uh and this one. Nezuko hasn't eaten anybody. This one has clearly eaten somebody. They both exhibit super strength, super speed. One of them apparently could get cut up and not die. And not only that, could like spring additional limbs, limbs with and no senses. Syria.
0: I wonder if he could reconnect to his head, if he, his body, if he gave him the chance.
1: Yeah. And then Nezuko, I guess we haven't really seen her take it. We've seen her take a little bit of damage, but she hasn't, uh, and they heal really quickly.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering how unique each one is too. I guess, like I said, we'll get into it. I, you could, yeah. I haven't seen it. I, I
2: definitely, when, when the head and the body were near each other, I was like, keep them away from each other because I've watched this show called Inyasha a lot and there's this one character, he's like the main bad guy. And literally no matter what you do to him, his body can regenerate. Like they've decapitated him and his body just like grows these tendrils and reconnects to itself all the time. And I'm just like, keep them apart.
1: He's got some like Deadpool thing going on where you yeah, can even decapitate yeah. him. And he's uh, right he's
0: there. What is it, Men in Black, where he shoots his head off and then just like grows back eventually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So Tanjiro kind of thinks, okay, maybe this guy isn't 100% dead. We've cut his Safe head off. assumptions. Or Safe we've assumption. kicked his head off we've dropped him spine first that would paralyze anybody on a rock Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it still didn't work I'm gonna go ahead he pulls out this little knife and he's like I've gotta just kill him I've gotta finish him off now I don't know but he's
2: panicking
1: I would normally slit somebody's throat if I was trying to kill him Um,
2: he did that that he, didn't he work out. Did that
1: and didn't work out at all. And actually, then he... Not only could he, he the head feel, got he fully still decapitated. speak. <laughs> he's still totally fine. So I don't know what he was thinking. Like, sta- like freaking stabby, Just stabby, stabby. This thing.
2: Which, how can he talk? Where's his voice box? Isn't that lower in your throat?
1: Great questions.
2: Wouldn't the... Vo- Never mind. So
1: he Again, says... Again, I'm probably
0: overthinking. Anatomy questions.
1: He says, I gotta kill him. Otherwise, he's gonna kill other people. Now, I know the scent was different from the one in my house. I wonder if there's lots of demons all around. Mm-hmm. So he's he's able to to deter and, and to determine this guy is not the demon that killed his parents
0: yeah
2: yeah he can discern between the
0: differences somehow which like, well, tells us him. that when he meets that demon he should be able to recognize him pretty quickly
1: yeah
2: it's interesting that he goes from thinking that demons are a, a myth, myth to just a few days later encountering a demon and realizing it smells different than whatever killed his family so there must be multiple so he's gone from there. demons aren't a thing to his sister everywhere. is a demon yeah. this is a yet a different demon than the one that killed my family, which there was a demon. So he's encountered three demons now just in a like few days.
0: There's got to be like a, they've been, they've been released or upset by well, something. Well, and
2: then also this demon says, get out of my turf, which, which would imply that there's territories like wolves or some other kind of animal. And so
1: yeah, like if, if he like
2: has a turf, animals. then other demons yeah. probably have a turf, which means there could be hundreds
1: Or is it that, like, confirmation thing where, like you were saying the other day, you know, you you buy a brand new red, you know, Suzuki or whatever, and then all of a sudden you see see red Suzuki's Suzuki's everywhere. everywhere, But you weren't really looking him for before, and in fact, you were, like, doubtful of them, like he was doubtful of the demons or whatever, and so maybe he just didn't pick up where they were. Maybe he was seeing them all the time because now he's looking for them, or maybe they're just... Something else maybe
2: he's encountering them because his path is headed more towards where they exist in his world before it was separate mostly from where
0: it's connected via the, the realm paths. of demons is yeah.
1: so this one time I was driving my car
2: <laughs> I was
1: driving I was driving my car I, now I drive
2: story time with peter griffith
1: <laughs> I, I i live i live in the i live in 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 the suburb okay mm-hmm. very close to me there is lots of woods. Lots of farmland. Mm-hmm. And then on the opposite side of me is like lots of city, right? I'm pretty close to, to city. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I drive back and forth. I drive lots of backwoods areas and I drive lots of like city areas. And all of the time, like lots of my friends live out in the country. Lots of my activities are out the country. like hiking and whatnot. And all those times, I've never hit a deer. But one time, you lucky man. I was driving. Into Portland.
0: Wait, <laughs> into town. What?
1: Into downtown Portland. <laughs> where the Portland. city is. <laughs> and as I was driving down, uh, was taking a friend home, really late at night, like eleven o'clock at night, and I'm driving on a major highway, like not highway, like but I-205 major or
2: on 99. 99. Oh, 90, on 99. Okay, yeah. so that's a major highway. Yeah,
1: I'm driving on 99. I'm going into Portland. I'm like pretty deep, and as I'm driving. A family of deer bounds over <laughs> this crossway. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And there's a couple of cars. A bunch of us see it. We all, like, slow down. Now, the speed limit was only, like, 45 there or something like that. So, we slowed down to, like, 20. They, you know, we see, like, mom. And, like, there's brother. There's sister. There's brother. There's and sister.
0: cousins, yeah.
1: Everyone goes across. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And you kind of, like, saw the look on the driver's face. And we're all like, oh, man. So, we begin to, like, slowly speed up. And sure enough. The straggler. There was a straggler. There was a little yimpy joe or something <laughs> and he jumps over this divider and as he jumps he lands like right in front of my car i hit him i wasn't going super fast but i hit him enough to where like the impact happens there's like a flash of light i see the look on his eye as he hits me and i just chuck him like 50 feet in front of me his body's like tumbling tumbling tumbling. oh so
0: Come I've on. got two
1: girls in my car. They both scream like, "Oh my gosh!" I like pull over the side of the road. I'm like, "Oh, my airbag didn't go off." That's, That's amazing. Yeah. That's good because it wasn't super hard, but I hit this guy. My windshield cracks. Like everything hits. I fling I mean, his body.
0: 150 to 200 pounds. Maybe? He wasn't
1: know. a full grown deer either. Yeah. You know, probably I don't know. a fawn
0: still.
1: It was definitely a fawn. So I'm like, "Oh no!" And and I'm like, oh, "What do I do?" Like do I run do I ch- I'm like I gotta go. gotta go look at the deer that I just like mutilated so I get out of my car and they're like go see if it's still alive I'm like oh yeah that's
2: not a good idea actually so
1: I like I get up and somebody had stopped and they're like are you okay and I'm like I think so I'm like I don't know what to do about the deer and they're like and they strive <laughs> 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 All right, cool so I like walk up to this deer
0: city folk
1: as I like come up on it it's like labored breathing and i'm like oh no like i broke its spine or something but it's like still alive it's suffering and i'm like i can't let this thing suffer i have to kill it like i have to put it out of its misery this is my civic duty now that i have taken on the destroyer of this deer so i i'm not going to discharge a firearm in Portland, portland by any means but i've got my knife on me i'm like i'm gonna have to go slit this thing's throat and let it bleed out to like you know, let it die quickly you so it doesn't stab just stab it in the
0: heart. Well, how big's your blade?
1: It it was only is a pocket knife or yeah, something like. Yeah,
0: let's find Quite, uh, and,
1: uh, it really took I don't know, man. It was all mangled up and stuff. I just, I was like, oh no, oh no. So I'm like. I think, I think in my car I had like a, I had a larger knife oh. so I'm like okay I'm gonna drive I'm gonna go back to my car I'm gonna get out my Bowie knife and I'm like I'm gonna go go do the deed I'm gonna go Dang. like Rambo this thing <laughs> I'm like so I go back to the car i goes, so, is it okay I'm like no it's not okay <laughs> and I think it's, I need to go kill it and they're like oh no so they're like looking away or whatever <laughs> so I like get my knife and I like walk out there and I'm like I'm tanger in this moment. I'm like panting. I'm breathing. I'm sweating. I'm like.
2: You're like. I have to put it out. If it's I know the right I thing have to do. I have to kill
1: this. I have to kill this thing. It's the right thing. Yeah. I walk up to it, and as I walk up to it, I get like three paces from it, and it goes, and it dies. It just it's dies oh, like, oh, And, and just, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm
0: so sorry, sad. dear, but I'm so thankful I didn't relieved. have to you, just go like stab this thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I like felt terrible. I go back. I put my knife in my car. I'm like, it's dead. It died. I did not have to kill it or whatever. But I don't know like who to call. It's a deer in the middle of the road, and I'm not going to go Oh dot. Like, so I, I you call You didn't go full redneck and just sling it over your shoulder <laughs> to 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 take home and take, you not, take it off the take I'm not going it home with you. Again. clean I'm not it and that take far. it to a
2: bush here and get some meat.
1: I'm not that mm, far Vincent. yet. So <laughs> I call. I'm like, I'm in the middle of the city. I'm like, oh, whatever. So I call like the local non-emergency and I'm like mm-hmm. I just murdered a baby deer with my car in the middle of 999. His body's
0: in a heap on 99. I
1: can see high rises. And I can see a little bit of lake. I can see deer for some reason. And all the places I've <laughs> ever driven in the country.
0: Yay, I've never Oregon. hit a deer.
1: But here in the city. And so they're like, okay, we'll send someone to pick it up. But I've got this like mangled car now. And I've got to like go limp it to drive my friend who still lives on Northside. Like all the way up. So I drive her all the way, we drop her off. I'm coming home from the car, like my nerves are shot. My adrenaline's like through the roof. I'm like gripping this car. My car's all jacked up. I'm gonna have to get it like completely repaired. I don't know what my insurance is gonna do. Like I'm just all worried. There's still like, <laughs> there's still fur, fur and, blood. and blood on my car. <laughs> I'm driving back home and a cop pulls me over.
2: Of course he does. He pulls he me over. Like, like, I've been in the zombie apocalypse. Excuse me, my car looks a little messed up.
1: Yeah, I I roll my window out. I was just I was just one of those guys in that movie, and I'm like what? <laughs> like, normally I'm like very kind. I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm like, what? He's like, you're going a little fast back there, don't you think? I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell. My car speed to hell. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, I just hit a baby deer. I just murdered Bambi 10 miles down the road. If you want to go check out my story, he's like, I don't know, bro. Don't worry about it. Just get home safely and watch out. There's a lot of cops that patrol this area. I'm like, thanks, bro. You like did me a homie. solid, yeah. What a homie. Yeah. So I, That's like, a nice
2: like drive back
1: home, like get out of my like car. My my door was okay, but my car was just me- messed up, and it was just a, a horror <laughs> So, so the moral of the stories: if you ever come
0: and encounter an unconscious demon head in front of you, and you go to stab it, don't hesitate, because if you do hesitate, you're gonna get a tap on the shoulder from Erokdaki.
1: Erokdaki mm. shows up, grabs him on the shoulder, and says, "You can't finish it off like that."
0: Yeah. So. Dang. All right, I want to comment on this. So I think, I think I know where he's going with this. He t- okay. First of all, he says you can't finish it off like that, and he's like, "Well, how do I do it?" And he's like, "Don't ask me." And I'm like, "Well, okay, that's rude." Can't starters. you use your head to figure it he's out? He's like, "Yeah, can't you figure it out?" And he goes, "Oh, I guess I need to use like a rock to to do this, whatever." Which a rock is definitely more brutal even than the knife. <laughs> Like, imagine if you didn't have any knife know, with the like, deer. And, like, well, if die. stabbing
2: it won't do the trick, then I must need to crush it into paste. He says,
0: yeah, I need to crush its skull in order to do that. Entirely. He, like, rock, yeah. And so he does, but he hesitates, and it must have already been close to morning, so by the time they, like the scene kind of finishes out, he can't do it.
2: He's also overanalyzing. He's like, okay, if I do it with this rock, I'm going to have to hit it several times to be sure. Yeah.
1: He's gonna well, have to pulverize this thing. But he says,
0: "Isn't to himself, there a
2: big enough rock to do it all in one go?" Yeah,
1: yeah, can
0: I do it in one shot?
2: I don't want him to suffer.
0: He says, "Yeah, I, if I do this, I have to hit him many times, and, I, and in that case, I know he's gonna, he, he'll suffer." So then it cuts out for the Uruk-Naki, and it's it's his thoughts, and he's saying, "Yeah, he's not gonna cut it. He has compassion even for a demon." And the reason I want to comment this is the one kind of like kind of profound point in the episode, I think, that's worth talking about because. Um, this is this is like a real thing, especially in our culture right now. I feel like in society, like people just don't have a sense, of, strong sense of morality generally, but they don't. They also don't have a strong sense of justice. I see this a lot from people. It's like you could find like the worst criminal. I'm talking, you know, rapist, murder, just like horrible, serial, multi-time, like offender, like somebody who has no int- who's been unrepentant and like pled guilty and the whole nine yards or whatever, and somebody who's truly violent, right? And given the opportunity... People will still be like, "No, I don't think we should harm him. I don't think we should kill him." Like, like, you know, two people are, you know, there's an interaction where somebody's life is on the line or whatever, and somebody has to use violence to like put it to an end. And like, people just get really upset about that. They, they can't, they can't, in their minds, like, no violence at any point, any ever, anywhere it's is justifiable. Justified. But the thing is, is like, the only reason we can really have that kind of mindset is we live in a, such a safe world for the most part, right? Generally speaking. Now, if you rewind to Japan, circa, you know, 18-something, or any place in the world, circa 18-something and before, Mm -hmm. like, the world just generally was more dangerous, right? Disease was going to kill you easier. The world was more violent. Like, there was just Mm -hmm. more...
1: Robbers and thieves. Robbers
0: and thieves, yeah. Like, there's just plenty. There's tons and tons of stories like that. That was just life. Life involved more, like, physical violence and altercations, in which case, like, you had to use violence to defend yourself or other people. And, And the thing is, is that... Um, in this case Urokodaki's making an interesting point. He's looking at Tanjiro saying he's having he won't cut it. He has compassion even on a demon. And what he what he goes to critique him for is he has he has he he says you know he has a scent of kindness which tells you something about Urokodaki.
1: Ur-Kidaki smelling his kindness, empathy. It's a
0: weird thing to smell but apparently he can. And uh, and yeah so um, even as the head kind of reawakens and is like, oh, "I'm going to devour you. I'm going to kill you." Like Tanji yeah, Roe he's still, like, "Come
2: over here so I can eat you." First of all, no, yeah, what are you going to do?
0: <laughs> Tanjiro still can't do it. And the thing is, is this is evidence of a good trait to me. is my opinion. This is evidence of a good trait being expressed in a wrong way. Okay, so there is such a thing as uh, like an an unrighteous mercy, if you so to speak. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, right? So. I went for just speaking of stories. It's a story night tonight, apparently. Okay. So I went for a job interview one time. I was young. I was probably about 17. It's like electronics place. And I roll in there, do the interview. It goes pretty well. But towards the end, one of the questions he asked me, he's like, okay, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Tell me what you would do here. And he says, okay, you know, an employee, basically you watch an employee do some shoplifting. They steal some stuff and let you see it happen. Um, You know, what do you do? or no, sorry, he put me in the position of, uh, I think he said, you're, management. Let's say you work here for a while. You you're now like in charge and you find out an employee's been like shoplifting. Like you actually, you actually witness it. You see it happen. I'm like, and in the interview I said something like, Oh, well, you know, I I, I like to give people like second chances or whatever, but then I I know that's like wrong to do. And he's like, let me stop you right there. He's like, I like you. I want to hire you, but don't ever say that. Don't ever answer that question in a job interview like that again. He's like, no they're breaking the law they're stealing from me that's that's not a good employee under any circumstance you watch it happen you know it's wrong you fire like they're they're going to be fired immediately that's company policy that is the right thing to do this isn't a I need second chances this is a no you're you're, you're stealing from the company like we we're, we're not gonna let that slide and so that always stuck with me because I realized when he said it I was like yeah that's my job I my the right thing to do my loyalty lies with the company and doing right by my by my bosses doing right by the people who are employing me and not just that but but do, doing right by the people who in the future who are going to shop at this store who want low prices that aren't going to get those low prices if people keep jacking stuff mm-hmm. specifically employees who have the easiest opportunity of doing it right an employee who's willing to steal for you it's not an employee you want to keep under any circumstance like it, it made sense to me later on plus Us,
1: plus maybe he steals you know a uh, a. Uh, cell phone from the company or whatever mm-hmm. but what is he gonna steal from his customers correct you got identity theft you got precious you know data He's, come across across he you know? or she is
0: dishonest enough to do that kind of thing and you don't want that that you got you got his point you is,
2: can't give someone a second chance to yeah, steal from you again. you
0: you nip that one in the bud by firing the person right that's just that's just that the like that it, and in my head I was thinking I was gonna be compassionate but that is <laughs> that's not actual love that's not actual compassion. I'll say this way. That's not actual mercy. That's just a, I don't want to have to deal with the pain of, an of you know, confronting, bringing, you know, confronting or the awkwardness of it. Like, it's a self-preservation thing. It was actually a selfish motivation to have to try and avoid, you know, coming down and convicting somebody of being guilty of doing something wrong. And I don't know if that's just our generation or just the way the world is right now, but everybody these days seems to have a hard time saying... No, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that and there should be consequences. And the thing is is that this that's what Tanjo is going through right here. But like I said, it's still rooted in a good heart. Yeah. It's still coming from a kid who doesn't want to naturally he could be the opposite. He could be super violent, just kill everybody. Like mm-hmm. That would be worse. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just thought it was an interesting point. I
2: think it's also interesting that he's part of his internal, you know, monologue is this this guy's a demon but he used to be a person and I'm going to end his life and he's just like Ugh. yeah but on the same note this guy used to be a person and now he's trapped in this demonic body
1: not only that but he's been killing people and he's
2: been eating people and Tandra it says that. seems like if I
0: don't kill him he'll go attack others he's he going
2: to kill other people letting him live and even if he doesn't want to kill other people he can't stop himself clearly So if imagine if he's like trapped inside that demon body and he doesn't want to kill people, but he's killing people and eating them anyway, like you actually would be more compassionate to kill it and put it out of its misery Mm -hmm. and set the human soul free than to keep it locked up in that prison.
1: I think his compassion Is correct It's just that It takes him so long To go through that mm-hmm. That terrible things Could happen It's the same thing Tommyoka gave him In the first episode
0: Yeah he's like If you hesitate
1: You can't hesitate You, you can't don't. act weak You have to be strong In order to protect people And if you yeah. And if you want to be able To protect your sister And this is what Erokotaki tells him Like you can't be indecisive mm-hmm. And you can't be Second guessing everything Yeah Tajiro like does He reasons all that He does. He says Yep this guy it killed people. This guy is going to continue to kill people unless I kill him. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the the resolve to, to do just it yet. Act right away, and know. he didn't have like the decisiveness to be like, "This is the thing I got to do." It's almost courage like with to all, do not
2: to bring Attack on Titan. Into this was almost the way Armin is. He's always trying to think. Isn't there a way we can just sit down and talk this out? Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. there's not, and there isn't time to think about whether or not there is time for that. You just have to make a decision. Yeah, to yep. save
0: lives.
1: Yeah. So yeah. he 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 raises the the rock up. He's going to bash the brains out of this thing repeatedly. Yeah. Sun comes out. And the sun comes out.
0: And it burns this guy away, like I said, in seconds. It looks like he's very well deteriorated. I don't, there's something inside me that's still, I'm like, I'm That's so suspicious. I just feel like that was a little too easy. Like these He things, just burns these, away in the sunlight. These things find it. a way to come back somehow. I just don't think his story's over with that guy. Well, I guess we'll see. Um yeah, so anyway, so he comes to and he's like, Oh, you know, that's why Nezuko's so afraid of the sun. We've kind of already discussed that. And he's like, Oh, where's she at? And he goes to find her. She's she's put herself back in the basket, which it's makes sense. It's so
2: sad a little bit, though. She's like, I need to hide in here.
1: Nobody this is puts my Nezuko home now. in the corner. <laughs> Nezuko <laughs> puts watch.
2: herself in the corner inside yeah, of yeah. her basket, and she's just in there, like, you know, a little prairie dog Nezuko.
0: So. So then he goes, well, where are the bodies? Because you know the bodies missing. I was afraid that Nezuko had just like eaten all of them. I was like, oh no, now she's rabid. Like now it's gonna be even harder. So fortunately, um what's Irokodaki has, has uh has buried them, yeah. and which shows you the other half of the equation, right? Mm-hmm. Here is um here is Tanjiro with the opportunity to kill this thing. That again, like I said, you can see that he's doing the kind of moral calculation of well, this used to be a person, blah blah blah, but he's forgetting that ten seconds ago he just saw an entire building full of people slain. By this guy and Mm -hmm. he's gonna do it again you know that's how it works you should have the resolve to just like he said he calls it resolve here but like you should have the moral fortitude to just be like no this is an easy calculation you're done yeah like this i can't let this happen to somebody else it would be wrong to do anything
1: else and it's like rachel said you can still feel compassion and still come to that conclusion yes i
2: agree and i think it's important to note that he has compassion even for a
0: demon yeah Yeah, that's Er important
1: a couple things about him first off when he shows up puts his hands on, on, on um, Tanjiro nobody heard him coming oh yeah he says no footsteps he yeah. couldn't hear his footsteps and also maybe he, he was distracted smell him. he didn't seem to smell him either right then uh, Urokodaki's like inner monologue is oh this is the kid that you sent me Gyu? like this is the kid that Giyutomiaka sent to Urokodaki and he says this kid's too kind he has too much empathy even for a demon and he's too indecisive
0: yeah so he, yeah. The, the reason I bring up the burying the bodies thing is because it's it's uh, who's burying the bodies, and um, it's the man who's burying the bodies who's about to rebuke him for being too slow. Right? It's the man who has mm-hmm. the real compassion for real people who is the one who's to say like you can't hesitate next time. Yeah, or he's
1: not uncaring. He's not like who cares? Just kill some, this kid yeah, and get out of the calloused, way. Callous,
2: unfeeling uh-huh. robot. No, no he's, he also shows compassion. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he says, what will you do? Or he says, Tanjiro, are you the one that Giyu, Tamiyaka, sent to me as you know, a student? And he says, yes, my name is Tanjiro Kamado, and I'm here to be your student. And, I, and he says, Tanjiro, what will you do when your sister devours a human? And Tanjiro like kind of freezes up, and he's not sure what to say. And here, <laughs> Kataki and Tamioka have something in common. They're both like these harsh... But they actually are compassionate, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. They're kind of these like stoic figures, and they're both they both demand strength from you because it's in this world, Tomioka says like only the strong have rights. Yeah. You can't be faltering. You can't have this weak resolve. If you're gonna protect your sister, you got to do it harsh. They're kind of like beating in a harsh truth, then. Mm-hmm. And and here, Harkadaki just backhands him across the face, <laughs> the
0: slap in the face. All right, that's a little much, he hits him but it's so hilarious. So hard. He there's, a, there's an awkward silence. And then he just slaps it out of nowhere. <laughs> He's like, uh, answer time. me!
1: <laughs> so we're going to have an Attack on Titan quiz. Or sorry, uh, a Demon Slayer quiz at the end of this. If there's oh, an awkward silence, you get slapped You just get to slap somebody. So he hesitates and he says, um, you're too slow. Uh, you failed to kill the demon before daylight. Your resolve is too weak. If your sister kills a human, there's only two things you can do. Kill her and slit your own belly and die. Thing. That's what it means to travel with her. It yeah. must never happen, no matter what. Your sister taking the life of an innocent person. This is the one thing that could never happen. So his question was, "What do you do if your sister, uh, you know, eats an innocent human?" Mm-hmm. That will never happen, and I'll kill myself if it does. Basically, yeah. like that's how resolved you have to be.
0: Yeah, and he and he's trying to put the responsibility of of what he, of what Tanja is choosing to do here. Is he's like listen you're walking with a loaded gun not yeah. just a little gun but a little gun that like wants to like actually has a mind of its own and wants to go and like shoot yeah. other people so if something happens that's on you mm-hmm. and you need to kill her and then kill yourself out of shame basically because like that's not okay because like, you
1: caused someone to die by yeah. letting your First sister out stop of stop her
0: from
2: killing other people and then die in shame like an honorable person should
1: yeah
0: so apparently he believes in him at least enough to let him take the test so to speak so because he, he does tell him he's like okay you, you, now you're gonna take the test to see if you're fit for the demon slayer court i
2: don't think he actually believes in him i think he trusts you i think that's the guy who sent him to him he he has trust in him he's like i'll give you a shot because he sent him to
0: you Makes and,
1: sense. and even is like i'll give you a shot like he didn't even believe in tanjiro at first either and so yeah. The the you know 40 chest strat that Tanjiro had with the hatchet and the, the willingness to lay his own life down kind of made him like reconsider that maybe Yeah, All right, wrong. maybe
2: I'll send you to get trained.
1: So he sends him Tanjiro or to um, uh Urukadaki. says the same thing. This kid's you know too indecisive. He doesn't he's got a frail resolve. Mm-hmm. There's no way but I'll give him the test to see if he's even worthy to start the training.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they do this cool cuts the short scene here where they're running through the rice paddies it looks, seems like they're running all day he's got the he's, uh Tanjiro host Nezuko on his back and yeah, he's like pack rate. up your
2: sister we're going
0: and he remembers her before she's demon like fixing her kimono like that she she had and it's he's like oh he love like
2: we'll to buy you yeah,
0: we'll have to buy you another one and she's like no no like don't worry about it like I'll, this is my favorite one i'll keep fixing it i'd rather that money go to like feed the little ones basically so they're very poor and she's that She's thinking of her younger siblings, which is a heck of a thing to do. I know the
1: kids She's also kind.
2: They're both super kind. He
1: says, Nezuko, be patient. Um, I'm trying to get you there as quick as possible. But he says, you've always been patient, haven't you? Uh-huh. And then he kind of gets this re- new resolve and he says, I'll sw- I swear I'll turn you back into a human one day. I swear i'll buy you a new kim- kimono i'll do what i couldn't do for any of them my family it's, i'll do it all for you
0: it's so sweet ah! i love him it makes Bajero. me feel things <laughs> please don't become a stoic person in future seasons it does things to me that i don't <laughs> and like
2: murders everyone and says that you hate your friends so, yes
1: please don't do that so they get to the cabin uh this is a small cabin at the base of the mountain. This is where he was originally told to go and he gets there. He is panting, and he's so surprised at how fast Orochimaru can move without making any footsteps or without um, sound. Dead silence. Like, sound, bro. Yeah, he he's got, he has stealth
2: mode. he, has he has hacks. Has, his, he's in a yeah. dead silence. Dead
1: silence equipped. So he he gets there. He's panting. His his lungs are burning. Right. Remember, he he's been fighting all night. Mm-hmm. He was walking all day the day before that now he's he has, ran yeah, he, he hasn't slept, slept in like in,
2: 72 hours yeah, that's, that's what
0: was playing when we were
1: watching I was like
0: when is homeboy taking a nap here like I haven't seen any of it
1: well, he finally gets to the cabin he sets Dezica down he goes uh, uh, did I pass
0: did I pass and the
1: test and turns to him by the way he wears a goblin red goblin mask Did anyone point that out it's very yeah strange. he's wearing a goblin sure mask he looks at him and he says we don't
2: know what his face looks like
1: the test starts now and you are like oh come on and now no. was like huh <laughs> so they lay Nezuku down in the bed they cover uh, you know, they shut the door so the no sunlight's affecting her she seems very tired and he says don't worry I'll take care of your sister and they continue to hike all the way up the mountain as they're going up the mountain they travel very very high up there they get to a certain Chandra
2: spot Sandro says that he's feeling dizzy and weak
1: his knees are ready to eaten. buckle he hasn't slept mm-hmm. he's been constantly using physical activity he's exhausted so I think he's very, like a pretty high up point. And Uro uh, turns to him and is like, okay, see you back down to the base of the mountain. Yeah. Bye.
0: That's <laughs> and then your test. the fog comes and he just, <sighs> like disappears. Ninja, ninja disappears. Dang. How does he do that? I does he know, have magical I, powers? I,
1: I dream of that one Does he one jump day. up
0: into the
2: trees and disappear?
1: One of these days I'm going to like just.
0: <sighs> we need to film some kind of short. <laughs> <laughs> with you disappearing like that, oh, or like Batman, where he sort of just fades into the black. They used to do that in the cartoon, yes. version where he would just back up into so the blackness, cool. and that
1: was it. Dude, I did that one time at a campfire. I was at this campfire, uh, a out with Brian and Sherry, actually, and a bunch of their family, <laughs> and we were all like around the campfire, and it was like complete, you know, pitch black. There's no other light from anywhere else, just mm-hmm. the firelight. And I was I was wearing like a black hoodie, you know, and we were all sitting around the fire talking, and I like took a couple steps back, and I realized like no one was really like, looking at me. I was like, I wonder if I could just slowly Faded. back out of here. <laughs> Fade so, into the black. Yeah, only thoughts I think I would have, but I like <laughs> slowly took a step back and I waited for a couple of seconds. I took another step back and I waited for a couple seconds and took another step back. And I kind of just slowly did that until like I, I could tell like, I was in no one's peripheral vision. And I like turned around slowly and like walked out of there without making a noise. <laughs> and they said that they were like sitting around. They're like, Oh, where'd Peter go? And one <laughs> just, of the nephews was like, He just disappeared. And they're like, Yeah, that guy's a ninja. And they're like, and The little nephew was like, I don't know, six or seven. And like, He's a ninja. And they're like, Yeah, you know, that's what you learn when you go to ninja school. And he's like, And he sat down at the fire <laughs> he just and they said, said for like a few minutes, he was completely quiet. And then he turned up and was like, I want to go to ninja school too. Like, he was considering his path. I was like, I'll teach you one day, soon, you know?
2: Okay, just another funny side note. Way back in the day, way, way, way back in the day, we were at family camp. Our church would go on these campouts sometimes called family camp. You and Amanda had just come up like for the day, I think. And we had been all around the campfire playing cards and then you went somewhere and you kind of disappeared. And Steve, you know, Steve, Stephen Danielle, Steve, Mm -hmm. Stephen, he was like, somebody said, where's Pete? And then Steve's like, oh, he's probably up in a tree or something, you know, because he's a ninja. (laughs)
0: Everybody thinks you're a ninja apparently
1: I mean Because you day. just
2: vanished one Like you were I there And then you just weren't
1: Okay so I will become
0: To finish this, this scene out here Uh Tundra goes Okay well how hard can it be to get back That's all I gotta do That's all I gotta do he oh, goes,
1: And Irikadaki says I, I, I'll wait till daybreak Or I won't wait till daybreak You have
0: until daybreak Yeah Something
1: like Something that. Something
0: like that, yeah. So he's got like a few hours, it sounds like, to do this to get back down. He's like, oh, he thinks I might get lost in the fog. Well, I have a good sense of smell. Again, that's that's, that's like
2: This will like, be a cinch. That's his go-to Don't every say comment. that in
0: an anime, ever. Yeah. yeah. Don't
2: ever say, this will be a cinch.
0: So he thinks it's going to be easy. Also, again, like I said, the, the super sniffer apparently is his like- that's his default, like
1: his OP hack.
0: All right, what's um, twenty four times one hundred and sixty seven? He's like, well, I have a great sense of smell, so I'm confident I can figure this out, <laughs> like, bro. It doesn't work like that. But anyway, so he's like, yeah, I'll head down, and uh,
1: he says he's already memorized Urokodaki's yes, scent. Yes, he's
0: memorized his scent. So we're getting this vibe from Tanjiro. Okay, we know exactly what what he's good at now. He's extremely good at smelling people, things. And can differentiate them even just in very like minor degrees. He's
1: a hard worker. Yeah, he's got a really hard head.
2: Which first episode he's like smelling pottery. I smell a cat.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, right. So, with that in mind, he goes to leave, and of course, he immediately trips over this rope. Rocks get flung at him. And he's like, oh, yeah, they a, hit him directly in the face. Yeah, it's like a, it's a booby trapped or whatever. And then he goes and he falls in this like this hole or it's whatever a pitfall. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's a pitfall. He's like, oh, I get it. I'm surrounded by these like traps, and so. Uh, which I was commenting, you you gave a good explanation, but I was like, how didn't they? What these these didn't go off on their way up, but just on the way down.
2: He was following Rugodaki, who know he he knows where all the safe places to step are.
0: Yeah, I also was thinking, I was like, on his way back down, I'm like, bro, just take a different trail at this point. Like, <laughs> you know, this one's movie chapter. Get just into stop. an
1: Uber, zip line down, find
0: another way, bro. do something. So he goes, and he just basically, I mean, he he gets. Kind of like massacred by these things. He's
2: like hyperventilating too.
0: And he says this mountain is, has thin air; it's even thinner than the one at my house, which explains why I'm dizzy. So, altitude sickness. He hasn't slept in days. He's just ran for. He hasn't many eaten miles. for days either. He hasn't eaten, and now he's trying to overcome these booby traps. And so he starts to figure them out. He starts. He has his like Jedi force. He's kind moments. of
2: panicking at first, and then he's like, "Okay, calm down." steady your breathing yeah and he goes use your head
0: the the traps laid with human hands have a certain like scent to them and so he starts to be able to work his way back down the mountain knowing where they are simply by kind of going they smell like this that, or the other which again that's, this this like i've a really sensitive nose but like this is a whole <laughs> different level this
2: is There's like level he has level. a better nose he has a nose better than a bloodhound man
0: yeah. he, he should be a drug sniffing Human demon slayer. You find him
1: So he says, um he says, Will I even make it back in time? And he says, Okay, you no, know, calm down, get your breathing under control, right? And he says, yeah, traps that are laid with man-made hands have a different scent to him. He kind of closes his eyes. He gets his breathing under control. And
0: you see all the trails. And
1: you see, like, the trails. It's almost like Daredevil, right? He's, like, at the Daredevil nose. Yes,
0: but with his nose instead of his ears. Yeah,
1: like, he's able to, like, see these different scents and, like, follow this trail. He follows
0: the paths. So
1: he's, like, mouth. tucking and rolling. He's avoiding these traps. He's getting down. But he also is gets hit by some traps. And he says, just because I can tell where they are doesn't mean I'm athletic enough to actually dodge them yet. Yeah. Right." So he's taking some punishment. He's trying to take a minor punishment, but the thing that keeps him going is "I got to get back for her, for Nezuko.
2: He resolves he's going to make it no matter what. He's got to make it before daybreak.
0: So this is another really brilliant little storytelling moment, the way they do this here. Because Nezuko, or rather Tanjiro, comes back on the doorway, and he's like, beats a crap and exhausted, but he comes to the door. Yeah, he's like
2: bleeding from his mouth and his head and like has blood all over his kimono. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we get to this kind of memory moment of... um. I suppose it would be Urukanaki reading yeah. Tamioka's letter, and in the letter he's he's telling him about. Um,
2: he catches a bird, takes the note off. Yeah, of he it. catches a he's bird, like
0: reading it, and then you hear. He's like, "I'm sending you a boy." Uh, he had the, you know, the, the Tamioka's voice tenacity. Amazing. Yeah, Tamioka's voice reading. I'm sending you this boy. Uh, he had the tenacity to to attack me unarmed. His family was killed by by a demon. His sister has become one. Uh, but I determined that she won't attack humans, and I really think that there's something different about these two, about their, their relationship with these two kids. Mm-hmm. He also has a keen sense of smell, just like you, and I think he may even have what it takes to become your heir apparent. I ask you to train him, even though I know this is a self-serving request, you know, yours truly or whatever. Sorry. Which
2: makes me wonder, is he supposed to be his heir apparent, but he doesn't want to be? yeah I, we don't know
0: their
1: relationship
0: I don't the self-serving request part is unclear but I'm sure it's going to play out
1: all we know is so far that we've seen what seems like two dragon slay or demon slayers excuse me uh, Tamioka and Urukodaki mm-hmm. and maybe they're we've it,
2: heard about a demon slayer core
1: mm-hmm. it appears that to me when I first watched this, I thought that was okay it's, it, this is clear Urukodaki was Tamioka's old sensei or something like that that's kind of what I would think but it they, we haven't actually gotten that, a confirmation on that. So maybe that's actually not true, but we, we do know that Urukadaki is looking for an heir to, yes. uh, to somehow inherit.
2: Something. Or they want, he's supposed to have one for some reason. Cause he says maybe he can break through and be your heir apparent. Someday, yeah. There's like,
1: so something hasn't been going right to find, yeah. to find the heir yeah. or something like that.
0: Yeah. doesn't no have kids or something. I don't know. At any rate, this letter kind of tells us a lot, but again, the, the storytelling uh thing here is this like <clears throat> it cuts right at the moment that Tanjiro comes back in the door. And that's when he thinks to himself, he's like, Oh yeah, in this letter, he said all these things about this kid that he was unusual, that he might be my heir, that he, you know, uh he had the t- he had tenacity or whatever. He had a good nose. He has the tenacity to attack uh unarmed even. He has the He was kind of,
2: brazen enough to try
0: it. Yeah. Like he doesn't have this immediate apparent like strength, which I love that this uh, this one thing I love about Japanese anime is that they just they just they include this trope, I guess you could call it, quite a bit, which is somebody who, on the outside, doesn't look like they're totally qualified to do something. But he it's not... An yeah, exactly. It's an underdog story, but it's not about the... all about the external like, qualifications, right? Just being strong, just being, you know, big or fierce or whatever it is, but that there's something about... something to be said about passion. There's something to be said about effort, about grit. hard work, about grit, and in this case about even, uh, you know, an unusual talent, a sense of smell, but, like, there's just there's more to you than just what people see in the in the immediate you know mm-hmm. and i love i love that i just feel like that's true about, about everybody you meet like it's true about humans in general everybody wants everybody has a, a longing to be a hero and a longing to be recognized and the truth is, is that it takes time and it takes effort to see somebody for who and what they really are and and uh you know the opposite can also be true somebody can look really well qualified externally in one way or another and then you get to you know, get, gets down to brass tacks and the emergency happens, you know, and they push freeze, comes to shove they and they, life. <laughs> they don't have it or, or not just they yeah. don't have the strength, but they might not have the moral fortitude to do what they need. It needs to be done. Things like that. So mm-hmm.
1: I, I like this because it kind of goes back to, you know, uh, ethic versus talent type of deal, like hard work versus talent. Mm-hmm. Um, into in, in the hero terms like some people are born with the coolest hero powers or whatever some people are born with the the most talent some people are just naturally more athletic than other people some people are just naturally smarter than other people um and if society you know just castigates us or just like puts us into these categories we'd say okay well these are going to be the successful people and everybody else who isn't born with those talents or isn't smart enough or doesn't have this ingenuity you're going to be like the plebs basically you're going to be like these yeah these uh these the workers you're never going to be very successful and i just like the fact that in the real world it's not always the most talented who gets the job it's not always the most talented who gets the girl it's not always the most talented or the most the smartest or whatever who, who ends up becoming the hero it's those of us who, who, who apply ourselves and work hard. And mm-hmm. as a kid who I was a middle child, I have a big family, like it's easy to get lost. I wasn't the strongest or the smartest or the coolest or didn't have, you know, I wasn't the best singer, or the most musically talented. Like I kind of felt lost in this wave of so many better than me versions, you know? yeah, yeah. And, uh, there's something here where they were, you know, the, the camera makers are, 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 are sorry, the filmmakers. Are giving us this theme, and they're saying, Hey, even if you don't have everything that everyone wants, there's still something that you can offer that's valuable. You can offer grit, like you can offer character, you can offer perseverance. You can't, you're not born with character, you have to develop it. You can't buy character, you have to develop it. And the character of a hero is one that, as we see in Tanjiro, is 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 not self-serving is someone who's self-sacrificial who protects others mm-hmm. who goes out of their way to save people and, and help others to care for others to burst into a random, you know, building cuz they think someone's are hurt. Are you okay? Are you yeah. okay? It's someone who um cares about the well-being of not just, you know, their 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 siblings but other people who possibly can be hurt. These things are things that heroes possess and that's not something you're born with. It's something you have to develop over time. Yeah. So I like the narrative that As somebody who wasn't born with very much talent I like the narrative that like we we can we can create those things we can bridge the gap by working hard by developing by growing in in communities with people and and even if we weren't born with everything perfect you can still be a hero.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it's pretty yeah. interesting the way like Tanjiro comes down and he opens the door and just very politely says, I made it back, and then immediately falls asleep in the doorway. <laughs> collapses. He just like leans up against the doorway and falls asleep. And I also think it's interesting, I don't know if I'm just reading into this or if I just read into this before, but it seems like they're setting up perfectly, these two kids that don't have a family anymore and this single bachelor who's like living on a mountain by himself who doesn't have <laughs> an heir doesn't have a family dad and they found each other and i just think that's kind of sweet and i hope that they do something with that
0: especially yes. since tendro their parent their dad died well, yeah mom's dead now too, they actually, have yeah.
2: they are orphans yeah. and they, they're they're children with no parents <laughs> and he is an adult with no children and i don't know i love it the way that he dotes over her unconscious demon half demon yeah, body. and <laughs> i'm true. like he, he's like seems like he's gonna be really sweet and take care of her you know
1: yeah so Tanjiro collapses in a heap and he says I have arrived and Irokodaki I made it back looks at him he reads a letter and he says I will accept him in except my training as, yeah, I you
0: accept, as accept you as my student yeah what a guy okay well I don't know. Do I need to do some, try and predict something? We we
1: sure do. We're going to move to our prediction section. Okay. As we do so, you guys, we appreciate if you would drop us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps get the word out.
2: Give us all the stars.
1: Like us on uh, Facebook. Yep.
0: Also, subscribe. We are looking at starting an Instagram. I know we probably should have done this a while, but Instagram, maybe TikTok, that kind of thing. So be on the lookout for that. We'll include those links in future stuff or whatever uh some cool content may be going up over there so you might want to catch that um anything else oh yeah email us if you do have theories if you have anything you want to chat with us about any ideas and not limited to uh demon slayer attack on titan stuff is entirely welcome of course uh it's beyond the basement at yeah beyond the basement podcast at gmail.com um yeah find us over on twitch.tv slash beyond the basement and youtube and all the different places we are all so over.
1: if you're so thirsty and you need something to be able to contain all of the drool because you're looking at a bunch uh, of bodies. <laughs> oh god! sorry no we have uh, the best beverage vessels you can get this cool beyond the basement mug you can check out our t-shirts in all sorts of colors and sizes and you can support the show the squad you can join the squad join and uh we appreciate you guys
0: yeah heck yeah Alright, quiz me. What do you what do you want me to try and predict here?
1: Alright. Quiz you I want you to predict the middle name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want you to predict um, what you what do you think happened in the following episode directly? The very next episode. I feel like it telegraphed a little bit, so you should be able to Yeah, pick up they some pretty of
0: much this. tell you he's gonna join up with this like school. I feel like he has to go into Well, I accept you as my student, doesn't necessarily mean there's gonna be other students, but I foresee a temple, not a temple. What's it like A where you train people? A, a, a dojo. I foresee a Demon Slayer dojo hidden up in the mountains somewhere and there being a handful of other Demon Slayer uh, people and or trainees and that Irokodaki is like the top of the heap.
1: That's okay. what I think. is a sensei. Yeah. He's going to be training a bunch of students. Yeah. What is he going to be training him?
0: Well, here's the thing is he's got to teach them about demons, number mm-hmm. one. But he's got to, like, I feel like he's got to teach them to, like, especially somebody like Tandre, who comes from a world where, like, he doesn't even know this thing existed. He's got to teach them not just, like, here's facts you should know, but I think he's got to teach them, like, you need to be able to interact with this, like, supernatural stuff. Like, I think there's going to be, like, sort of a, another layer, appealing peeling back, so to speak. Yeah. of Like, here's what you're capable of, if you're willing. Because his whole running without making noise and yeah. disappearing and stuff like that, I think is more than just ninja stuff. I think he's got a little, like... There's some some kind of trade craft you to demon slaying, yeah, the okay. unlock. that's what I think.
1: Uh what do you think is the best way to kill a demon? Obviously, you got the sunlight. That seems pretty effective.
0: Yeah, the 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 sword, I think seems obvious. The demon demon destroy destroy demons. Just the blade with to destroy demons. Yeah, it? yeah, I'm like there's got to be something. It's either it's either like a blessed sword of some kind, right? In the in holy a, water yeah, or something. holy water, blessed with sunlight. It's in, you know made with a steel that's infused with sunlight okay. or something. You know, there's got to okay. be something to it. I think. um But then even then, it would probably have to be something you know, a stab to the heart or like. A, no, he said he was going to de- decapitate her. So I think the decapitation thing has got to be part of it. Maybe that's like step one because that's what uh, Tamioko said he was going to
1: do to. um good, Yeah that's what I think. Okay. And based off of what you've seen, these two episodes, uh-huh. give us more of what you think are, as your long term idea of the show
0: that I gotta be honest, that's getting tougher. Last episode, I thought I had a little bit on it. I, I don't have much more to say than what I did last time, which is, I think, uh, I think it goes into, um, I think the story broadens out quite a bit. I think, kinda, I think it kind of has to, his goal. Tanjiro's goal is to restore his, his sister. Mm hmm. I think that she is special. We're gonna f- start to figure out what makes her special. Maybe she needs the one who needs training, or she needs to kind of become—I um, don't know. Th- th- there's got to be something to her. But I think that the uh, demons, like demons, are like invading the world. Another problem arises that's kind of like a bigger picture type of thing, and Tanjiro has to try and get a hold of that. And like, if he's gonna make like, an heir apparent, and if they're gonna be some kind of power team, him and him and her, that that's gonna be something that has to like. That's That has to develop. They have to... If they're going to be heir apparent to this like master demon slayer guy, there's got to be a reason for that and I'm, just, I'm not sure what though. I just know that it broadens out to like there may be a bigger demon problem than just turning her back into a human.
1: Okay. It's hmm. pretty interesting. You got anything? Any questions, Rach? Any? Any... Okay. No. All right. I have nothing to add. I like it. I'm enjoying the show. How do you feel about the show so far?
0: I like it. I like that it's a little lighter lighter uh, stuff. It's Definitely. nice. There's still some good stuff in there though. There a lot of There
1: are still all right you guys we love y'all thank you for joining us don't forget to come hang out with us check our twitch.tv game night this week
0: beyond the basement oh actually yeah game night on friday
1: saturday this saturday
0: Saturday.
2: it's on saturday Saturday?
0: check our twitch you'll find out all right we love you guys we'll see you next week
2: hey guys thanks again for watching and listening to our show beyond the Basement podcast if y'all are enjoying it go ahead and leave us a five-star review on itunes or wherever else you listen to our show Check out the description below for links to our awesome Attack and Titan merchandise. And join us live on Sunday nights on Facebook for all of Season 4. And some of our best content is on YouTube, including me. So go ahead and check that out. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or just want to chat with us, please email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next video.